0: Most of us, of course, know about the Inquisitions, that powerful office set up in the medieval Catholic Church to root out and punish heresy. The Spanish Inquisition is often held up as the pinnacle of human cruelty and Exhibit A in the charge that religion brings out the worst in all of us. It even made its way into the famous Monty Python skit. Some of you will no doubt know, and if you don't, it's well worth googling. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Amongst... our weaponry, our such diverse elements as fear, surprise, ruthless efficiency, and almost fanatical devotion to the Pope and nice red uniform. Oh, damn! <laughs> well, the Inquisitions, and especially the Spanish one, were pretty bad. But honestly, in a fair-minded history of ideological violence through the centuries, they wouldn't even make the top ten. But I'll tell you something that might. Two hundred and twenty-eight years ago to the day, well, yesterday, the French Revolution, with its famous secular catch cry, liberty, equality and fraternity, began its darkest phase, only a hundred years or so after the end of the Inquisitions. Now, this single isn't meant to be a kind of whataboutism, and the church certainly has its dark periods. We already have episodes on the Crusades, and I promised to do one or two on the Inquisitions. For now, though, here's something I recorded for my Bullies and Saints book about the secular violence, the Enlightenment violence of the Reign of Terror. The French Revolution, 1789 to 1799, represented the triumph of the Enlightenment, writes William Doyle in his Oxford, A Very Short Introduction to the Subject. Quite literally nothing was any longer sacred, he says. All power, all authority, all institutions were now provisional, valid only so long as they could be justified in terms of rationality and utility. The founding document of the revolution, the Rights of Man, was a powerful enlightenment statement of individual liberty and democracy, at least for property owners who alone could vote. In the name of liberty and rationality, the governing convention, elected to provide a new constitution after the overthrow of the monarchy, decided that many had to die. Leaving aside the 200,000 people killed in the civil wars and street rioting and the approximately 10,000 who died in prison without a trial, the convention sanctioned the execution of anyone who didn't support the revolutionary cause. Mere suspicion was grounds for arrest. During the so-called Reign of Terror, From September 1793 to July 1794, the government arrested tens of thousands of individuals on the slightest pretext and executed many of them after a meaningless trial, observes Thomas Kayser of the University of Arkansas. The convention, he goes on, enforced revolutionary discipline in the provinces, often with great brutality, a de-Christianisation campaign wrecked hundreds of churches and other religious sites. In the build-up to the terror, across the Channel in London, the front page of the Times reported, The streets of Paris, strewed with the carcasses of the mangled victims, have become so familiar to the site that they are passed by and trod on without any particular notice. The mob think no more of killing a fellow creature who is not even an object of suspicion, than wanton boys would of killing a cat or a dog. Are these the rights of man? The Times article asked. Is this the liberty of human nature? Some 17,000 men and women were tried and put to death during the reign of terror, whether by gunshot, drowning, or the newly invented guillotine. The public drowning of about 2,000 men and women in the Loire River near the town of Nong was coldly dubbed by officials the National Bath and Republic Baptisms. In any case, the numbers are hard to fathom. In just nine months, the newly enlightened revolutionaries executed three times as many people as the Spanish Inquisition had killed in over three centuries. Those in command of the revolution, all of them Enlightenment rationalists, insisted that what they were doing was virtuous and that the result of this policy of terror would be a virtuous France. The great leader of the revolution at the time of the terror, Maximilien Robespierre, famously argued that terror is nothing other than justice, prompt, severe, inflexible. It is therefore an emanation of virtue, it is not so much a special principle as it is a consequence of the general principle of democracy applied to our country's most urgent needs the terror is a disturbing reminder that neither religion nor rationalism is protective against the human propensity toward cruelty let me be clear my point here is not that secular liberty is more dangerous than religious dogmatism. I wish only to highlight a fascinating historical phenomenon, a paradox. While no one today rails against the ferocity of secular liberty or the viciousness of the French, a great many of us me included, have grown up decrying the legendary brutality of the Inquisition, as if it epitomized all that is worst in humanity and all that is wrong with religion. We're working hard on Season 5 of Undeceptions. It'll start appearing in your feed in just a few weeks' time. We've got episodes on The Good Life, Aliens, Emperor Constantine, The Transgender Question, and much more. We're really excited for you to hear what we've come up with. Until then, see ya. You've been listening to The Eternity Podcast Network eternitypodcasts.com.au